What's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedulefly, and good day today on Friday, August 7th. Brett Oliveria is on the phone with me. Brett's from Sut Dogs. Uh, we've done a, a lot of stuff with Brett and his crew over the years with film and book and podcast episodes. Um, Sup Dogs is in Greenville, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the two locations. Uh, two years running now. Barstool Sports, best college bar in America, which is freaking badass. Uh, two-time only champion, uh, I guess, because they've only been doing it two years. But, uh, man, I always love catching up with you, Brett, so thanks. I appreciate you taking the time. No problem. Thanks for, uh, thanks for always thinking of us. Appreciate it. You know, I, st- I, well, I started, uh, I, I do think about y'all a lot, and I love following what's happening with y'all on Instagram and all that, and um, you do a great job with that, and I thought about you a couple of days ago, because I was talking to Aaron Vogel at District Donuts, and that's why I connected y'all, um, because he was saying things like, I'm I'm not really a restaurant guy, um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm trying to build a, a lifestyle brand. You know, and, and you've said similar type things before. I'm not necessarily a restaurant guy. Um, I'm trying to build a good business and all this kind of stuff. And I just I thought, you know, that, that reminded me a lot of you when he was talking about that. And I think it's a really cool idea to build a, you know, what he determined a, a lifestyle brand, uh, in their case, out of, you know, high-end donuts and sliders and things like that. But um, it just got me thinking about you. And I thought, man, good time to catch up anyway because last time we talked, it was sort of the beginning of this. And yeah. I, I remember you telling me, if they send the students home, it's going to get really ugly. And, of course, that was, that was like really early when we didn't really know what was going to happen. Of course, every college everywhere sent all the students home, and the world has changed so much since then. But, um, uh, but so here we are, man, and, and another school year is about to start, and y'all are in two college towns. Um, are, are students coming back? I don't even know. I mean, I've kind of checked out of the news because I got tired of all the negativity. Yes, uh, students are coming back, um, you know, probably 80% of them, 90% of them. Um, they're still uh, in-person, on-campus uh, classes. Uh, but it's just, it's still really weird. I mean, <laughs> you have this, you're, you're sort of stuck in this uh, mode where, uh, you know, everyone's freaking out about safety, but the, the university, you know, brings back 30,000 college kids who are going to do what college kids do party interact hang yeah. out yeah um so it's like it's tough to it, you know it's tough to have it both ways you're going to bring back thirty thousand kids and then complain that they're acting like college kids uh, that's kind of where things stand so um it's moving week right now so students are moving yeah. in at both locations and that's kind of where it stands move in week so y'all are okay well damn dude Thanks for giving me some time today. You must be busy as heck. You guys are kind of be getting yeah, up for. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Ah, uh, because if they're moving in, they're going to start hanging out at Sup Dogs like tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's been crazy. It's been it's been crazy all week. I mean the, the difference on Franklin Street and Chapel Hill and um, and downtown Greenville, North Carolina, it's just totally different. The energy, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you compare when the students are back and then. When, when they're not here. So, um, you know, Chapel Hill's kind of been brought back to life. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of hesitation from locals and from the community. But, uh, you know, I think everyone's just going to 
figure it out as we go and see what happens. Oh, are we still at 50% capacity here in North Carolina? Yeah, 50% capacity, which to me, I've never really thought of. I mean, as a restaurant, it's all about just putting six feet in between tables, inside and outside. So Totally agree. The, the capacity thing, it's tough to even hit 50%. Um, and uh, six feet shrinks really quickly. Um, it shrinks a room really quickly when you're going six feet in each direction. So, um, yeah, it limited capacity. And what's really gotten us, who you know, we run three shifts, lunch, dinner, and late night, is, you know, the governor ordered restaurants have to close by 11. And here in Chapel Hill, they even bumped that up, that the county did, um, mm. to 10. Really? So, like, like for instance, in, in Chapel Hill, we have to kick everyone out of 10, and that's, like, literally out the door. Like, you can't sip your, finish your beer. Like, you have to be out of the door. They're pretty militant about it. Um, so people... You know, I don't know what's going to be like with students, but over the summer, people stop going out to eat at 8.30, 8.45 because they don't want to be rushed out at 9.55. So um, hmm. it kind of hurts dinner, and then obviously there's no late night. So the combination of uh, six feet between tables, limited capacity, shutting down early, uh, it's a huge, huge, huge hit for revenue. Um, and Business-wise, it stinks, but... You know, if, if it makes everyone healthy and uh, and it's the best thing to do for our staff and our customers, then we're, we're happy to follow along. What a nice diplomatic way to say that, man. I hear you. <laughs> that doesn't make any yeah, sense to me. I don't get that. But what I mean, like, it's so arbitrary. Yeah, I mean, All this see, stuff's what, so what arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, and, the, the t- and you're right. Like, the tough part is, so, like, all I can think about is, we're, you know, we're slammed and uh, we're slammed at either location then we get we kick everyone out at 10 grocery stores and gas stations can still sell beer so we kick them all out to go buy beer and then go to a house party where you have exactly what i was thinking (laughs) 100 kids in an apartment so we're here we are you know fully distanced a lot of outdoor seating help uh you know all the health stuff we have to follow all the processes in place and get out, got to finish this at a house party. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really, it's tough. But uh, you know, the business side of me is like, I hate this. It sucks. It's killing revenue. Uh, it's going to be nearly impossible to make any money. But, uh, you know, the, the personal side of me is like, well, if this is for greater good, then, uh, you know, I hope it is. And if it is, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I hear you, man. I mean, I feel the same way. I just don't understand it. I, I don't. Under, I don't understand. Like, what is the thinking behind that? Why? Why? Okay, so people, the governor says eleven. Your county there in Chapel Hill says ten. Do they think that people is is the idea that people will not therefore be out drinking and partying so late, um, which will eliminate the possibility of so many people when they're drunk, not uh, not practicing social distancing because your inhibitions like, you know, I, I, is that the thinking? Is that why they're doing that? Because I don't really understand a curfew like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing, here's what's happened. Like, bars and nightclubs are not allowed to be open. Um, um, so, 
with bars and nightclubs being closed, uh, there are there there are a handful of restaurants in both of bar and you know that I know about in a bunch of different cities across North Carolina, which you know so someone's going to fill that void from a business standpoint. So restaurants were uh, pretty much operating as nightclubs because imagine if you were a restaurant barely making any money, and then all of a sudden you have a chance to sort of pivot to a nightclub setting because bars and nightclubs are open. That's what a handful of them have done. And, uh, and I've seen video inside, uh, certain restaurants where it's just like people are jammed in there. Can't move. Oh, five deep at the bar, no masks, no distancing, just like full on rager. Um, so that that is what that's sort of the spirit of you know this is going to stop restaurants from operating as nightclubs. Got it. Half measures, man. It's tough. Like these things are. You know, well, you know, I just you put a full stop to it completely. Shut everything down completely. If that's what you're really after, otherwise, uh, like you said, man, it's human nature. Like what is what are what are people going to do? They're clearly they're going to find you. Okay, now we'll all go buy cases of beer come back to my apartment guys um and gals and then there's definitely no social distancing uh, you know there's yeah it's it's actually the opposite but i don't know man it's crazy i mean everything about this is just so weird it's just so hard to figure out and it's not easy and there's i sit here and say this stuff as if like i have some solution i don't and i don't want to be a politician and i can't imagine having to put this stuff in place but man it just seems very arbitrary and it's like a flip of the coin whether your business is a winner or a loser in some you know some of these scenarios it's just so it's so outside your control but having said that you got to go with whatever you got to go with okay so these this is the deal these are the rules these are the regulations here's the laws and then the question is how do you nimbly and creatively adapt and adjust as best possible to keep business rolling, I guess. Is that what you are thinking through all the time? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, I just don't think there's any, there's, there's no good solutions that sort of satisfy everybody's situation. I mean, the whole thing just kind of sucks. Um, I guess there are some winners, but I think there's very few, um, you know, for instance, in Greenville, we're is, we're busier than any restaurant in the whole city, like not even close. Um, but at the same time, we are uh, bringing in less revenue, and it takes more labor to to run the operation. Moving, having moved a ton of seating outdoors, having the staff more, having to control distancing, having to uh, not have any bar service. So, you know, I think you know, we're about a, you know, sub dogs. Both of our locations are about as good of a position as any from a business standpoint, and it's not nearly what it once was. So, mm. um, so even the people that you that you think are winning are, you know, not winning sort of like they were. If that makes sense. No, it's all in context, right? Yeah, no, it it, it absolutely understand that. Um, well then, okay. Now, y'all have. That being said, let, let me let me say this: the, the college students, you know, they bring back all these college students, and a lot of them are getting shamed for being in groups and not wearing masks and partying. But it's like 
you know, if you didn't want college students to act like college students, then you should have just done 100% virtual learning, right? But instead, you know, the universities want that money and they need the money of the students paying in full and uh, so now they got it but then they're gonna blame the students for acting like college students I don't know but the whole thing is just tough yeah it really is exactly no you can't that, well yeah that's that's um, that's human nature that's what they're gonna do that's um not, not if you're surprised by that, uh, you're really just clueless. You're checked out of reality. If there, if that brings in, like, oh my gosh, well they're not doing. If you if that's what you're thinking, man, you are out of it. Um, and and unfortunately, if you're thinking that and you're making policy decisions or laws, that's that's really that sucks. But um, but I think all these administrators, I mean, they're in a tough situation. Like, yeah. Your whole value proposition is completely just is torn apart if you say, "Well, you know what? Actually, we can just give you the college experience from home." And uh, <laughs> like, I mean, part of what they charge so much for is for you to be in a place. Um, and true. So it's yeah, quite interesting. Well, you know, you have this uh, every year. This amazing party with thousands of people uh called doggy jams every april and of course you couldn't have it this year uh or you couldn't have it this spring y'all are supposed to do it this what october is that right october 24th okay what what do you think about that yeah we had uh we had dj diesel who is uh shaquille o'neal he was set to to headline the event um and uh, obviously it got canceled in April and, and it's all set and was moved to October 24th. And I never thought like there wouldn't be an event October 24th, but um, here we are. I'll be shocked if that event happens. You know, I, I would bet any amount of money against it actually happening. So we'll probably end up trying to move it to, to March or April. I'm just sort of waiting for, uh, you know, for the governor to, shut down large events mm. in at that time in October and then go back to Shaq's people and figure out what, where to go from there. But I think the event will get moved in uh, to March or April. So it stinks. I mean, the, the date it was set for in, in April was 70 degrees, sunny. So that day where, you know, everyone was quarantined and sort of locked in the house, the day would have been just perfect for our event. We'd have had four to 5,000 people there. Shaq DJ and bands it would have just been awesome but you know what are you gonna do um when do you have like oh, how far in advance do you you've got to prepare for a long time for that I would think yeah yeah the whole thing is like I mean there's so much that goes into to planning to permitting to stage and sound and uh and you know when, when you you're just dealing with local bands it's, it's relatively easy but once you start once you start dealing with like uh um people like Shaquille O'Neal like everything's buttoned up and uh you know you got to get into all sorts of you know planning and nitty-gritty and security and transportation and hotels and private jets and you know <laughs> uh you, you got to get into a lot of that stuff so you kind of just spend a lot of 
time and money and energy working on it and then it just doesn't happen and redo it again and then whenever we we can actually do the event so um, Mm. i'm looking forward to it it's great for our business great for our brand the community goes crazy brings in a ton of people yeah hotels are full restaurants are full breweries bars so it's a cool event for the city um man well i hope it does happen in march or april i think you're probably right about october shack's uh Shaq's he's adjusted. He's nimble, man. He's got some. He's got something I saw with Papa John's now. They got like the big shakaroni pizza or something like that. Yeah. He's like, okay, everybody's gonna be getting pizza, manly. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the whole adjusting thing, and you got a. I don't know. It's it's like uh, I don't know. It's kind of it, people always talk about adjusting your business, and I think. You know, if you think of all the layers of that, like the first layer is you have the people that just like panic and don't change anything. They yep. just close or um, they can't wrap their mind around not doing what they were doing. Um, so that's number one. And then you have the people that just change everything, which to me is weird. You yep. Okay, we've we flushed our concept down the toilet and here's what we're doing now. And then, well, hold on. You know, that's nearly impossible to do. Is that going to work? Uh, you know, what... That, that that's almost as tough as just not doing anything. Um, and then uh, and then so what we've done is sort of taken our concept and just tweaked it and, and made some adjustments to make people feel safer. So that's what this comes down to. Is like if people go out to eat and they go out in public to a restaurant, like you're not a hundred percent safe, right? But so what you can do is just try to make people feel safer. Um, try to keep people employed and working. And just sort of adjust what you're doing uh, with the times, and 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 not making it, you know, not doing anything drastic in either direction, which is closing and not doing anything, or totally reinventing what you're doing as a business. So, um, I think I think that's where I've seen the people that have uh, that have done well during this. They've sort of taken their concept and adjusted to make people feel safe. This- um, yeah, I agree, man. It's the stay calm approach. Everybody panics and goes in one direction or the other. Either close it up or try to change everything. You kind of stay calm, sit back, and go, "All right, what what are the things? What are the what's the big issue here? The big issue is people feeling safe. So that's what you have to address." Now, ha- having said that, have y'all seen a increase in takeout, and have you done any delivery? And I, I I asked that almost, I almost hesitate to ask because I mean, so much of the sup dogs, yeah. uh, brand is the, it's the experience. It's being there. Um, not, yeah. so I'm just, I'm, but I've heard so many people that have started doing deliveries or, you know, um, they've seen their takeout volume ratchet up exponentially. What have you seen? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've, we've, we're doing more takeout and delivery than ever. Uh, but obviously, with uh, with in person dining, that uh, that's where it can kind of get tricky, and that's you know, like for instance, last weekend, you know, I had to shut off our uh, takeout delivery just because we were so busy inside, so many orders are coming online, and and uh, takeout deliveries like is tough because you know if, if with with dine in, you know, you can you can control the process, you you have you know technology that controls uh seating and you can 
you know, get people a drink while they wait and you're, you're sort of in control. But with takeout and delivery, I mean, the orders can just, it's a good problem to have. Trust me, it's the best problem to have. I'm thankful for it. But the orders can just pile in. So all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, you have a packed restaurant, you have 15 takeout orders, and then someone places a $300, uh, you know, 15, 20 person delivery order it's like just can totally crush the kitchen so balancing takeout and delivery with with dine-in is a challenge sometimes that when we're at our peak um but like i said it's a great problem to have but for me there's nothing better than you know any food like i don't care if you're going to outback or sub dogs or any local restaurant it's uh independent restaurant it's uh the food's better while it's made, you know, fresh, yeah. the experience of going to the restaurant. So you really can't compare the two. So, um, but yeah, things have been good with takeout and delivery. Um, I can't complain. Well, it's more of a commodity at that point. Um, it, and, uh, you, you, you certainly lose the experience, which is so much of what y'all done is, is just, I mean, you've brilliantly created this amazing experience. People want to be a part of it. People drive from all around to be there. Um, and y'all have been able to capture that and that's, that's, that's hard to do. Um, now one of the things I think I'm right about this is, um, you, you can't send sup swirls home with a takeout order. Can you, you're, you're no, the, the cocktails to go thing. I was fighting that battle for a long time. It drives me insane. Like every other, I mean, think about it. Every other state has done cocktails to go safely. Every, uh, every, been, literally uh, every, everyone. I can't, you know, I have not found one single state other than North no Carolina. Issues, no additional drunk driving issues, no yeah. drunk and public issues. There's been zero issues. The only thing that's helped is independent restaurants. Um, and, you know, takeout and delivery cocktails to go are awesome. Or imagine if you have a table of eight people or, or six people and, and, uh, and, you know, they finish their meal hey, you guys want a round to go? I mean, instantly that's another, you know, 60 bucks uh, in revenue to the restaurant that has to close early, uh, struggle the last six months at 50% capacity. It just would be such a huge help to, uh, to, to restaurants. But the state of North Carolina has done next to zero for the hospitality industry, and uh, it, makes it, it makes it real tough. It, it really does. I, I'm so disappointed in our leadership in our state for that. That's such a myopic, just, I don't get it. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, are you operating on the idea that nothing's changed or something? Because you're putting in a lot of other, in, uh, it's very weird to me that you, you, okay, you can't provide a sup twirl to somebody that's, that's leaving or whatever. And, you know, you want some sup. Well, but they could certainly go right across the street and buy a handle of beam and drink. The, it just doesn't, you know, again, it's... Yeah, keep in mind these states are doing it safely and the cocktails are sealed. I mean, there's a system to it and there's, you know, safety measures in place. And people say, oh, that's North Carolina, the Bible Belt, and, you know, they get into all that. But the state of Virginia is, is just as strict and it's just as uh, intense when it comes to alcohol uh, rules and regulations. And they went cocktails to go four months ago, and had and it, the restaurants have overwhelmingly seen success with it. So, 
Uh, North Carolina just sort of uh, dropped the ball and, um, you know, hospitality is sort of an, uh, an afterthought for the politicians here in North Carolina. Yeah, I don't get it either because we have such a burgeoning hospitality scene and it's gotten a lot of, you know, I mean, we have the uh, person who won the James Beard Chef of the Year Award and, you know, from North Carolina a year ago. We've got, I mean, there's just a lot of things happening in hospitality here. And frankly, it's part of the appeal of North Carolina is just hospitality in general, right? You're supposed to be a welcoming uh, place, and that's what hospitality is. The Bible Belt thing is, I'm, that's not it, because not only is Virginia, but then you, you I mean, the buckle of the Bible Belt's, you know, the, the Carolinas, Georgia, or whatever. Well, South Carolina, you can do it. Georgia, you can do it. I mean, uh, I mean, we, I mean, the fact that we, we got an endorsement um, from Mothers Against Drunk Driving, they can't. They released a statement that said, uh, "We support cocktails to go for restaurants. We know they're in a tough position. Um, as long as these cocktails are sold and transported safely, um, we we support this." What, who's and really still the, the state senate? Still the state the old geezers in the state senate just said no thanks they, they just they don't, they're clueless about business they don't have they just don't have a clue when it comes to to uh to operating a business so it just got sort of pushed aside and never addressed oh it's just is that who makes these like who, who's responsible for the where where did the where did it stop is the, the state senate that's yeah so 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 the 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 House uh, okayed it and passed it, and they moved on to the Senate, uh, where they they took it up and um, just decided not to do it. So it was a handful of really old guys um, that just uh, who have nothing to lose in all this, who aren't going to be hurt by it, who don't get it, God. don't have a clue about business, don't don't care about hospitality. Um, you know, it's just man. It got into the hands of the wrong old guys and uh, and just cost restaurants a ton of money and cost a ton of jobs. So, you know, the, t- the tough part, you know, one thing that uh, doesn't really get talked about with, with independent restaurants right now is, uh, you know, operating while staff and employees are scared mm. um, to catch uh, COVID. And testing thing is tough because you know we've had like for instance one of our best best cooks here in chapel hill you know his uh girlfriend's friend had it you know he spent a night hanging out with her so he was afraid he had it then he got a test and the test took eight days so he's out of work for eight days so he misses work for eight days we miss him inside the restaurant for eight days and he ended up being negative but um just operating a restaurant while people, you know, may or may not be feeling well. Uh, testing's taking a week to ten days. I mean, it's just a, it's just puts independent restaurants in a, in a really tough position from a staffing standpoint. That's um, brutal. I don't understand why the testing takes so long. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about it. What, I just how what, what we've done is, and I just did this like yesterday or a couple of days ago. Is uh, I partnered with a local lab that can do the 15 minute rapid test. Ah, so okay. for instance, right before this call, um, you know, this girl was 
a friend that had it and was worried. So before she returned to work, I set her up with a, uh, an appointment at this lab and, um, she gets tested that, that test result comes back sometimes in 15 minutes, sometimes later on in the day, but, uh, no Mm. longer than one day. And she's able to return to work when it's negative. So restaurants juggling staffing while, um, during this virus is, is the biggest challenge for all of us. Clearly, there's so many moving parts. There's so many variables there, and, it, and it's very fluid. What, why does a test take 15 minutes or half a day, and then another takes eight days? Is that just solely because of the backlog? Yeah, of, a, yeah the, the labs are backed up. It depends okay. where you get it. Um, it depends the technology they use. Uh, uh, you know, if you go to CVS, which is where everyone's going, or Walgreens, or, you know, that's taken eight to 14 days just because they're so backed up. Oh, okay. So, but gotcha. for us, we just found this little private lab that, you know, runs runs this rapid test, which very few places are doing, and uh, and it's helped big time. Um, mm. And then you worry about, um, you try to assure your employees that there's going to be ways to, to make up the money, but then, you know, the ugly part of the business is what if you have an employee that desperately needs the money, needs the hours, but um, maybe isn't feeling good, but feels fine enough to work, but doesn't want to miss out on that shift in the money. You know, are they going to be 100% truthful in telling you how they feel? I mean, I guess that's why we run temperature checks. And mm. um, But just staffing all angles. And you have staff members that want to get out of their shift, so oh, I woke up and I have a headache and might be coronavirus, you know what I mean? So it's like you're getting it from all angles. So the number one challenge, other than people desperately trying to get people to come through the door, is uh, is staffing. The staffing challenges are harder. Can't even imagine, especially if they're um. Wow! Wow! Well, now, how many of your okay? What I guess like just last week with these unemployment checks ended although i guess maybe they're going to continue or something but how many of your staff had been furloughed or were receiving that and where does that stand right now yeah i mean we, we we didn't furlough i mean our staff at both locations one thing i'm really proud of you know as a business owner um our staff was paid in full you know and that's everyone from mm. the, the cleaning crew to managers to bus guys to servers i paid them all of their tips their average tips they make um we paid everyone in full 100% throughout this entire pandemic. Um, and that's something very few restaurants did, and I'm proud of that. So we furloughed nobody. Um, now, we did have employees that, uh, you know, I took advantage of this, this system. Um, you know, I'm going to, you know, normally I'm making, I'm working part time making $450 a week, but I can get 600 a week for doing nothing. So, I'm not going to show up to work and file for unemployment. So there, there were a handful of people that, that did that, took advantage of the system. But to me, that's sort of out of my hands. Um, yeah. It doesn't really affect us. You know, I'm not, I've too many battles to fight to worry about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. But, now, able to do that, but, but now what's happening is, you know, we did see it was, you know, it was, I would say with the $600 a week, um, it was tougher to find employees. People, you know, you, you put up 
banners that say now hiring and and you know there's 22 million people out of work but you're getting zero applications you know something's <laughs> weird in this in the in the system because everyone's making 600 to a thousand bucks a week doing nothing so why would you bother. come work around a, in a tight kitchen around a bunch of people during a pandemic you know i mean i don't blame them and what's the alternative uh you know 22 million people are getting zero dollars then that's that's uh that causes even more issues so um yeah the, the hiring thing has been tough but as as it's expired and they haven't uh as of right now they haven't extended it i have seen a ton more applications yeah uh, well, I bet you'll continue to, uh, unless they do. I, know, I guess that they'll probably extend it at some point here. But I, that's a lot of people. Uh, I get not wanting to be in that environment, possibly. But then again, you know, that, that's that's fairly short-sighted to think. Okay, well, I'll just get a job when this is done. <laughs> it's like not going to be that many jobs available. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, I mean, it was already, yeah, you're right. But a lot of people aren't really thinking long term. No, a lot of people aren't really thinking long term. Yeah. It's more like what's best for me right now. Um, but no. how can you really think long term? Cause who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a very good point. Well, that's, that's an excellent point. If any time in my life I've, I've really thought one day at a time, it, truthfully it's now it's easy to say that but right now you're almost forced to put it into practice um well so what's what are some good things that have come from this brett or what are some positive things that you've seen through this uh you know a couple the first positive that pops to my mind and we sort of talked about this off the air is uh you know for there's going to be a lot of empty buildings and there already are a lot of empty buildings, a lot of empty concepts. And, you know, the people that have had the dream of, of starting an independent restaurant, I think, uh, the barriers to entry are a little, uh, uh, easier than what they were a year ago. Yeah. I think there's going to be a, just a lot of restaurant spaces and, and landlords looking to fill their spaces. And, uh, you know, I think over the next six months, if, if there's uh, somebody who had, who's had the dream of operating a, a restaurant and is a good operator, um, I think there's going to be opportunities. So the first thing that pops into my mind is uh, is just the uh, the opportunities that could lie ahead um, for 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 anyone that um, is able to take advantage of it. Um, and then I think uh, you know, sort of forming a bond with your local community. I think uh, people for the most part have, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked the amount of people that are supporting us and supporting other independent restaurants. I thought, you know, when, when this entire virus stuff started, people are just going to be like, you know, I I don't want, I'm not going into a restaurant until there's a vaccine and get me away from all these people. Um, so people that are, are coming to the door, supporting us and supporting other restaurants, being reasonable, uh, tipping well, having great attitudes, following all the rules and processes. I think it, I think it has um, you know, done some good for the community. 
and uh, you know I'm, I know I'm appreciative of that and uh, so the sense of community has been uh, has been there um, I think that's a positive as well mm. um, but obviously man a lot of <laughs> there, there's just not a ton of positives right now um, I think opportunity and then you know the community sort of coming together are two of them that, that I think about uh, and those are no small things. Um, I, I also think a po- you know another positive is uh, you know if you if you're a business owner and you've taken care of your employees during this entire situation, I think they're going to be even more loyal to your business. I think they're going to work harder. They're going to um, be even better for your company culture. So you know business owners that have uh, really taking care of their staff and employees. I think they're going to, they're going to get that back, um, from the people that, that work at the business. Um, cause I know our staff's appreciative for all the efforts we've taken. I bet they are. And there's probably a lot of people that will value their job in a restaurant, maybe perhaps more mm-hmm. than before. Right. Because, you know, it used to be like, ah, well, I mean, unemployment's so low. If I don't like this job, I can go get another job. I can go whatever. Um, I, I mean, right now, any job is for a lot of people, for 22 million people is going to be really meaningful and it, it'll be a long time, I think, before people brush it off as, um, something that's not very valuable to them to be a part of a, a team of people who are care about each other and appreciate each other and work hard together and take care of their community and, and do something meaningful. It, People put a lot more thought into that now. I think customers do too. I think customers are, like you said, the community building part of this is is a good positive trend of people recognizing, not just in hospitality, but just the small local businesses in their communities that that they don't want to see go out of business. That they realize, you know, God, this could this could. Yeah, that that store I go into every day, or that um, that restaurant I go to, could be gone if uh, in short time because of this. So let's do what we how how can we help them? Let's patronize them any way we can. Let's tip their impl- tips have been huge throughout all this. I've heard that everywhere. And that's great. So yeah, it's been awesome. It's yeah, been I think awesome. uh, you know the the there are so the the long term. Hopefully, the the trend that will come out of this will be. You know, people are certainly a lot more apt to try to help their local independent restaurant than they are to go. Let's go get, you know, let's go help out Outback. Not not to sing a lot of yeah. Outback, but you know what I mean. Like, there's just a more of a personal connection uh, to the local operators, which is um, highlighted from something like this, and becomes something that you're more cognitive of, I think, um, and aware of. Uh, through something like this. So maybe that'll yeah, be a good thing for I, you. I, yeah, I, I agree. And to piggyback off what, what you were saying, the employees were, you know, a year ago was kind of, okay, I'm graduating college or I'm ready for a new opportunity, sort of, you know, get me out of here. I'm ready for the next thing. Uh, now uh, businesses, these huge companies are, are pulling offers, not hiring, mm. um, you know, reducing salaries. So a lot of our staff, they're, they're thankful to be at a local independent restaurant that takes care of them. Um, the money's good. 
people are continuously coming to the door that they know that they're going to be able to pay their bills each month. Um, so it's before it was like, Oh, get me out of here. I want to, I need to get to this big corporation. And now it's like, wait a minute, these big corporations aren't hiring, they're reducing salaries, they're pulling offers. I'm happy where I am right now at this restaurant. And then we'll see what happens six months to a year from now. So, um, that just, the, the um, so hearing and seeing that from some some of our staff members has been uh, it's been rewarding. Knowing that, look, when you know, I sort of take pride in you know when shit's hitting the fan and the world's crumbling. You know, sup dogs and other restaurants are here to uh, make sure people can pay their bills and have a job and can continue, you know, enjoying their life. Um, and that's something I'm proud of. Ah, oh, you should be, man. I love that so much. Um, what y'all do and what your peers do has been so meaningful to so many people. I mean, just just the, especially early on, but I mean, even now, second wave, whatever, I don't know. Man, but it's like, God, you're holed up all the time and you're worried and you're scared and you got a family and you're concerned about this all the time. And, you, you know, you got, I mean, we got, you know, I got three three kids running around here and, Eat, wanting to eat three times a day and yeah. to, to be able to go somewhere and just have like even if you can't go but to go get even the takeout experience has just been really meaningful and helpful and it's just like man the ones that have the ones that have been able to provide that that have made it through this you know you can tell their their staff is just so welcoming and uh you just go all right man I, just, when we feel safe to start getting back out we're going to be getting back out to those places because they were there for us um, when we really needed just a break. And so it's such an important thing. I, I just think hospitality is such a critical part of our, of a successful society, of a successful culture. Hospitality has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and it will continue to be. I, you know, we, you and I were talking before we started about this, about the doom and gloom naysayers that are saying 80% of independent restaurants will close or, I think Yelp has said like, yeah, something like 70% of all restaurants have closed permanently. I'm like, I don't know where they're getting this from, but I mean, we're not seeing it at schedule fly at all. In fact, we've seen, you know, quite the opposite. Um, we've seen, you know, while it, it's been very hard not to downplay that for you and for so many people that, but there have been so many that have made tweaks, made adjustments, figured things out. And it's a creative group of people in general. And you've, figure out how to get through this and it's, there's going to be another side of this um and it, it's it probably led to a lot of people running more efficient businesses uh you know or, or maybe you know figuring out ways to um you know just create new revenue streams or to um do lots of things that will ultimately benefit the business as a whole um, and just, and just, and I think operators are in there operating, working more. Um, and I was in there. Pl- yes, well, exactly right. I, you know, I was hosting, busting tables, running food last night till we closed at 10 p.m. So it's like, I think, uh, you know, owners and operators are, you know, maybe taking one or two less weeks going to the beach, and they're actually in there grinding. Um, you, and you've and you've always been a, you've all, well you've always been a grinder. That, that's why you've probably got two locations and not two hundred because your concept's awesome and you probably could. You you've always been in there, but man, 
and, and I'm sure you've doubled down even more now, but it's to, the point being that you learn a lot when you're in there, right? Like mm-hmm. if you've gotten to the point where you, you, you sort of, you know, you did it for a long time and now you're, you're focused on growth and you're not in as much and you're, uh, you've kind of had to be lately. Uh, yeah, dude, you, you learn a ton of stuff when you're in there, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that, and that's kind of, that's a balancing act. It's like, you know, spending time inside the restaurant and then, you know, I, I could work 60 hours a week, never stepping foot in the restaurant. There's just so much to do behind the scenes. Um, but I like to be in there. I like to see how things are operating, especially right now, um, at both locations. So, uh, that's sort of the, the, the juggling act. And then, you know, if you try to grow too quick and add locations, it's like now's the time where you're kind of screwed because you mm-hmm. lose control of, of your restaurants. And right now things need to be operating tighter, more efficiently, safer than ever. And if you're spread too thin now, um, it's really going to shine through. Whereas before, you know, you can kind of cover it and, when things are normal and you, you kind of just, uh, you kind of just get through it. But now everything's under the microscope. So it's more important than ever to be in there, uh, operating, I think. Definitely. And it's kind of scary too. Cause like, you know, if you're doing a high volume business and you're in, especially there's so many people that are in your business and, uh, come talk to you and, yeah, that's the name of the game, and that's tough now. Like, I, you know, I'm getting, I get a corona test every week um, just because I see so many people and talk to, to so many people. I mean, I'm wearing a mask, but, you know, it's it's not easy, you know, being in, seeing all those people every single day. Um, although you love it because they're supporting your life and your and your business, but um, during a pandemic, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little different. You got some sup dog masks? No, you know, a lot of people ask that. I, I didn't go that route. You know, with our brand, I, anything we do, I try to think about it like, you know, I want to be a, attached with something fun, exciting, mm-hmm. hip, cool. And to me, wearing a mask, and uh, although it's 100% necessary, it just sucks and it's, uh, and it's sort of you're attaching I just don't want to attach our brand to the to, to this pandemic so I've kind of shied away from doing that ah um, yes hey, I hear you man because the pandemic will pass we, you know and hopefully we won't have the mask and then you got this mask laying around yeah sup yeah, dog I remember like had to yeah I hear I, you but I'm not yeah I mean I'm not anti-mask no 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 I, I got you mask. I, just, I just don't want to brand our own no, you're look. You're a sharp, sharp guy with uh, well, with a, every aspect of your business, but branding and all that. You've created this incredible brand. I mean, how many Instagram followers do you have now? You've got two locations. I think we have like thirty, uh, like almost thirty-three thousand. Thirty-three thousand. I mean, people come from hours away. They drive four hours to come have a sup dog or a sup swirl. You've got every single person I ever come in contact with that says, you know, it's either a student or has a, uh, or, you know, in my age, you know, (laughs) has kids that are a student or anybody that has anything to do with Chapel Hill or Greenville. I'm like, hey, man, have you been to Sub Dogs? Oh, hell yeah, I've been to Sub Dogs. Yeah, it's like, it's like a. Yeah, it's, it's an crazy. easy one, um, uh, you know. Um, I'm thankful for that. 
Well, you know, y'all have, uh, you've worked hard for a long time to do that, man. And, and, um, and this has been one hell of a year. Um, be ready for 2020 to be done. Maybe that, maybe, um, if it doesn't work out in October and, uh, your boy Shaq comes up there next March or April, I bet that thing's gonna be massive. Probably have yeah. Yeah. 8,000 yeah, people. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, it's it's sort of tough, like, thinking, I don't know. Like, like before, we never thought that we could be where we are now, you know, wearing masks, 50% occupancy, being forced to close early. But now it's kind of tough to think about going back to normal. You know what I mean? How are we going to get out of this? But eventually we will. So I'm, uh, I, I can't wait for that day. Um but that's look. It's you know the, the the best news I've I've heard all week is that uh, you know you your schedule fly hasn't seen mass closures um, from independent restaurants. So that's 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 huge. We we actually have more people that are opening new locations than I would have ever guessed. Um, I wonder. See, I wonder why that is. I I don't know why anyone would open a restaurant right now unless you have to based on loans from the bank or whatever but to me it's just like i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know i understand opening a restaurant right now but i think um um, it's probably previous yeah it's probably that it's it's maybe they you know previous commitments that have to be fulfilled or maybe it's just you know um Making making bets, you know, just going. I don't know what's the old Warren Buffett thing, you know, be greedy when everybody else is fearful. Um, get in there now. You get a good leash, capture market share because a lot of other places are. Cl- I don't know. I don't know. I'm just surprised. I mean, if you had asked me back in, mm, you know, late March, early April, how many how many how many customers, you know, we had like 7,200 customers going in this. Like how many would you have then, you know, by July or August or whatever we're in now? I would have said, man, I don't know, but I sure hope we still have about half of them. <laughs> we, yeah, we've only yeah, lost like, we've only lost like 300 or something net. I mean, it, it maybe some more that will go, but it, you know, I mean. So those are the real stats. I've seen those crazy stats from Yelp and, that are, you know, big headlines on Yahoo and... They're bullshit. I, I, there's got to be, like, chains involved. That that must be, like, you know, some chain that said, all right, well, we've got 4,000 locations and we're going to close yeah. 2,300 of them. Or, I, I don't know, but it's not... I mean, yeah. our whole audience is independent restaurants, man, and we're just not... We're just not seeing that. Knock on wood. Yeah, I mean, that, so yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. And look, with... with uh, in fact, what I said about opportunity, all these chains sort of... Closing down. I mean, I read you know, five hundred Starbucks are going to close, and all these Dunkin' Donuts, and I mean, these are all spaces that can be filled with independent restaurants. People that have had that dream, um, and you know, maybe during this pandemic, people kind of realize, look, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I've my dream is to open a restaurant. I'm going to do it. So there's there's so much opportunity, especially with all these, you know. Some people are closing, um, and it just opens up a ton of opportunity for independent restaurants. Well, t- so to mention Starbucks, 
you know, they're going to close because they're going to look at the bottom line and they're going to look at the numbers and they're publicly traded and they have limited options and they kind of have to do it. But there's a coffee shop and it's set up for a coffee shop. And you got some gal or some guy that's always wanted to have a coffee shop. And that lease is going to be a lot cheaper than it you know, would have been. And now there's one less giant competitor and you're independent and you're local. And, you know, the giant competitor that people went to every day, just like, you know, mindlessly just kind of show up and maybe even go through the drive through and get their thing and move on that they don't really have any real true connection with now might build a really strong connection with your local place. There's a guy, Sean Scott, um, He's opening a place in Winston-Salem right now called Known Coffee, um, K-N-O-W-N, Known Coffee, because he wants you to be known when you're there. And Sean's been a customer for a long time. He's been at Subculture Coffee down in uh, Miami. And he and his family just, you know, prior to this had already made this decision, but he's moved forward. Yeah, he's got, he's married, he's got a couple of kids. They're like, let's just, you know, change a life, change a pace, change a scenery, Pick Winston-Salem. I got some friends around here, some family or whatever. They move up to Winston. He's, you know, go check it out. Go follow him, Known Coffee. I mean, he's building out his place. I think he's, I think he opens, like, really soon. Or he did just open or he's getting ready to open or whatever. But, you know, he's just barreled ahead. And he's opening a coffee shop. And what's a coffee shop? It's a place where you, you kind of need to go and hang out and you're around people. And I'm sure that, you know, it's, it's probably not real easy to open one right now. But then again... What do people see in the community? They see this guy coming in, opening a place, hanging a shingle out, you know, taking yeah. a risk. I bet they admire that, even if they don't even go there yet or they only get takeout. They, you got to look at that. I mean, most people are going to go, good good for Sean, good for that guy. I'm going to support that business. I think it's awesome. So, I'm, I'm you know, there's got to be thousands and thousands and thousands of stories, like you said, just like that, that are happening or mm-hmm. will happen all around. Now, I don't know what his space was previously. He's building something out. But, I mean, shoot, man, if there's 500 Starbucks, God bless. There's a, that's a lot of people that were getting coffee every day there that aren't going to get it. they got to get it from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, I think it's cool that the community is recognizing these stories and, and recognizing uh, the value that um, these just cool, unique places that you like to go bring to a community. Whereas before, I think... A year ago, everyone took them for granted. They just say, oh, you know, I have my spots I like to go to. Yep. Where now it's like they're appreciative of these businesses. They're supporting these businesses. They're telling one extra person. Um, you know, I see there's Facebook groups where people are um, supporting local restaurants and coffee shops. And um, so that has the, the overwhelming support of small business small businesses that are meaningful to, to a community has, has shocked me. Um, and you know, that's definitely not something that was there prior to this pandemic. And uh, it's, it's really cool to see. It's very cool to see. You know what? And it's given, it's given independent restaurants an opportunity to put their best foot forward in a really tough time. Because like our family, we today's Friday. It's Pizza Friday. We get, my kids like, you know, we get every Friday night we order pizza. And we used to get it from... I'll just say one of the big ones, right? Just that was just like our routine, like, you know, and mm-hmm. just delivery, blah, blah. Here's your money. Give us the pizza. But it was just a commoditized kind of thing. And um, now we're all right. We start out. We're like, man, no. You know, 
let's let's try some of these local play. And you know the ones that like down there's one down the street like oh, we never really have had there and they're locally. Boy, they got great pizza, they got great ice cream, they got great service, and uh, we're hooked now. Like every Friday, I mean, we'll order. You know, they open at four o'clock. I call them a little after four every Friday. We go grab it, roll up on the set five five thirty. We got our pizza. Everybody's happy. Really good pizza, and um, and we feel awesome. awesome about it because you know we're supporting this local place. And you, I mean, that gives you this sense of feeling good about it versus just it's just one thing you check okay it's pizza friday hey have you ordered the pizza yet okay but now it's like oh, yeah man. like you feel really good because we know that that family that owns that place and employs those people you know that business is we're helping them and their money is going to stay in our community and it's going to be invested back here into other hopefully local but you know what i mean it's just a good um, positive cycle and it's a good positive feeling and people need that right now so I think people really feel that when they're supporting local businesses and that's something that once you start thinking about that like we've been thinking about it a long time and you and I have talked about this and we've been pushing this idea for years here at Schedule Fly. you know how valuable independent restaurants are and I mean frankly a lot of times it's just you know in good times I mean even my friends and family are like yeah yeah I know Will you got your thing you know okay but now they're all like, God, you're right. I don't mean, I'm not tooting my own I mean, like, y'all are at Schedule Flower, right? Like, all these independent play. I never thought about it. Now, you know, it really matters. And, you know, what do you think? Are they going to stay in business? I'm like, yeah, yeah, just go support them. So many people, I've had that conversation with so many people. Once you start thinking about that, you're not going to go back. You're not, Like, we're not going to go back to some big chain to order pizza on Friday. That's done. That's done. Not going to happen anymore. I think a lot of people are doing that, man. Yeah, the, the, man, the, the, the pizza places are just, uh, you know, it makes me think of all, all the places that were sort of set up for, like, quick takeout, um, you know, all the wing places, pizza places, uh, Chinese, I mean, they're, they're just all just killing it, doing way more business than they were doing before all this. Um, well, so, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, Shoot, I know the price of uh, mozzarella cheese is through the roof because uh, <laughs> pizza places are using more of it than ever. How about that? Is it really? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out. I think we're, I don't know, we, we've, we're sort of at halftime of this whole thing, maybe. Mm. Um, I don't know. We'll see how, how everything shakes out. We'll see how landlords react to... Um, you know, these full service restaurants that are continued operating at 50% capacity and, and, uh, having to close early. Um, hopefully they can, you know, landlords continue to support their tenants. Hopefully the community continues to support the independent restaurants and, uh, we all sort of get through this. I think that's where it's heading. So, um, I, I think everyone can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas before when we talked in March, it was like, what, 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 what is going to happen? What, what sort of, uh, yeah, you know, the, the bomb kind of went off and we were trying to just, you know, see exactly, you know, what we're getting ourselves into. So, um, I think everyone can kind of see the other side right now. So it's, it's kind of exciting. I think so, man. I mean, if this is the first half, the second half is going to kick off with a bang with students going back, 
um, both college and schools um, around the country. I mean, my my kids go back whenever a week and a half. Uh, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens. You got an election cycle. This thing's gotten real political. It's just weird. But mm-hmm. I gotta think, man, twenty twenty one. Like, get through the rest of this year, and twenty twenty one is just going to open up. And uh, I'm going to be at that doggy jams if it happens in March and April. I shouldn't yeah, say man, when yeah, it happens, no. dude. I'm yeah, going to come. I, I haven't been. <laughs> I'm going to come. I want to get there anyway. My, you know, as I've told you, man, my my kid, my. I've got, I mean, literally, my two boys love that Mr. Beast character who's uh, yeah. there in Greenville, and. Yeah, uh, Oh my gosh. I mean, my son, like my middle son, my 13 year old. I mean, I literally, like, we one a couple weeks ago at dinner one night, we're like sitting around family dinner. It's like, who would you have at this table if you could have three people, you know, like join us? Who would it be? And I mean, his immediately, he's like, Mr. Beast. And uh, that is so funny. <laughs> he didn't even blink. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's, that's so great. great. Well, next time, look, I mean, like I said, I'm, they're, they're definitely coming back to film some stuff at Subdog. So when they do, I'll give you a heads up and, you know, at least I'll be able to watch. You can kind of watch them film and hopefully meet them. Oh, dude, we're there. We will make a pilgrimage. It would literally, like, I mean, and I'm not, like, just to be there and watch from the side, my that's son hilarious. would just, it'd be like one of those things that, you know, um, he'll never forget. So, I mean, some of his views, I mean, are getting some of his videos are getting forty million views. It's, just, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, the guy's just a massive, massive star. Well, did and he? He's just a, he's a local guy in Greenville that has been coming in the Sub Dogs for years, and and he loves our story. He loves supporting us as an independent restaurant, and uh, he comes in to eat and. You know, I tell him, anytime you want to film, whatever you want to do, consider it done. I don't care how crazy it is, we're, we're up for it. That's so freaking cool, man, that guy. Is, I've finally sat down and watched one of his things. They did some, like, he and his, I guess it was in Greenville, they did a marathon, but they did it in clown shoes, like giant clown <laughs> shoes. Yeah, yeah. It took them, like, 24 hours or something like that. They walked the whole way, and or more than that, I don't know what it was. But it was funny. I mean, it was funny, I have to say. Um, but the, you know, again, it's, it's brand, right? It's, it's, it's getting out there and consistently putting out something and being really good at branding and marketing. Um, that's such a big asset in today's economy. And I admire what he's done. I very much admire what he's done. I think it's fantastic, uh, to, to get out ahead of that and, you know, figure out a way to just, take your your skills your your talent stack and and deploy that in a really you know highly leveraged way which he's done i think if i'm correct he has a video said it's called like make this the most watched video on youtube like that's the title and it it actually is the most watched video on youtube or something along those lines like it's just brilliant (laughs) yeah it's just nuts it keeps getting bigger and bigger well, listen, man, I'm going to let you roll, but it was really good to catch up. And um, thanks for doing it. Thanks for taking the time. And good luck to y'all. And tell your staff, you know, man, we love y'all. Bob, Bob, one more question. How's your family? Sure. How, how's everybody at home? Uh, everyone's doing good. You know, we, uh, you know, my, my, my family, my 
my parents and my wife's parents moved to North Carolina, so uh, you know it's it's a little tough because they're older. Um, mm. So making sure they're staying safe and all that, but uh, but everyone's doing good. You know, it's just it's just kind of a everyone's adjusting and making the best of the entire situation. I know my family is just thankful that our our family business of sub dogs is. Uh, People are still coming through the door, and it's still you know, doing well. So everyone's doing good. Everyone's doing well. So I appreciate you asking. Glad to hear it, man. Glad to hear it. Y'all stay safe. Take care of yourself, man. If you ever need anything, you just let me know. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, brother. See you, Brett. Have a good All right. one. All right. Bye. Bye.